Welcome to Literally Nothing Matters Podcast, where your new besties, Amanda and Caitlin, will chat openly about everything that no one is talking about, but everyone is secretly thinking. Together, we will debunk wellness trends, navigate relationships, and begin the journey to become the best versions of ourselves. At the end of the day, just remember, literally nothing matters. So grab your favorite beverage and meet us every Monday for our weekly date. Wait, did we just become best friends? Yep. Welcome to the Literally Nothing Matters podcast. We're excited to be joining you today and just chatting about life. Yeah, welcome back. Ooh, I'm out of breath from literally walking up the stairs. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Me every day. There's like a giant set of stairs at Lifetime to get up to the fitness floor. And it's very embarrassing when you like are walking up them and you get to the top and you're like, <gasps> as your like personal training client is yeah, waiting you're like personal you. trainers here. Right. I'm like, give me a minute. <laughs> it's humbling. Oh my goodness. So today we're just going to kind of shoot the shit, let you know what's going on with our lives. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll start with our thorn in our rose. So do you yeah. want to start with either of those? Sure. Okay. Um, my rose. Okay. Oddly enough, is this rainy day that we're having? I feel like, mm. like it's a gross summer day, but it kind of feels like fall, mm -hmm. and it feels cozy. And I didn't have anywhere that I'm obligated to be today, so that's great. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just like holed up in a cozy house. And like getting some things done and mm -hmm. thriving. Yeah. Home body and me is thriving. <laughs> I love that. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I love that it's raining today because I can just like chill. I don't yeah. need to go. Even Chad ended up saying home, which is wild. And he's like, yeah. this is great. I don't have to do anything outside because I can't. <laughs> right. Wait, is that like pathetic that like one of the best things about my week is that it's raining today? <laughs> You know what? We're just going to take the wins where we can. Oh, seriously. But yeah, I don't know. All right. What about you? Cool. My rose is that I went to the Bruce Springsteen concert last night with my honey boo. Oh my God. I, I know. That. It was so fun. Um, It's been a long time since we've been to a concert and it was just like so nice to Annie slept at my sister-in-law's, which was awesome oh. to like not have to wake up through the night because she still doesn't sleep through the night at 14 months <laughs> old. Um, so I actually, even though getting into Boston, getting into Gillette took us three hours. It usually takes us an hour because no. there was so much traffic. It was our fault. We left a really shitty time. Yeah. But then getting back, I swear to God, I don't know how people get from Boston to the North Shore. The Sumner Tunners tunnel is closed. The Ted Williams tunnel was closed. The Tobin Bridge was closed. We Why literally was everything I, closed. We drove past your your street. Like I literally, we ended up in Medford, and then oh we had God. to go. Like it, it was just Chad was like losing his mind. We got home at like two in the morning. Jesus. Um, and so that was a wild ride. But anyways, when we were there, it was so nice. It was so <laughs> nice to just like zone out and do my awkward dance moves. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny though, because I was thinking about the podcast when I was there because people are there like moving and grooving and like just being weird and like moving and looking like hysterical, but like having a good time. 
And I'm so conscious of the way that I look to other people. I'm like, oh my God, I need to be dancing more. People are going to think that I'm like a stuck up bitch or like my hands are in my pockets. Can I get them out of my pockets? But what do I do with them? I don't really want to be like clapping. I'm like, not in, I'm like, how do I dance? What do I do? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking of the podcast of like, I need to share this because I hope I'm not alone. And like the, I'm, I literally can't even like get out of my head enough to be like, <laughs> just enjoy and like move your body the way you want to at a concert, girl. Like no one's looking at you. They're looking at <laughs> yes. the person performing. Well, why do you think people get so wasted at concerts? It's like, so true. And know? I wasn't. And I think that that's just a different experience too of like, usually I have a few beers and I'm like moving and grooving and being weird too. Yeah. But I think it's so funny when you're not drunk and you see drunk people and you're like, I was actually loving it. There was three older guys behind us and they were like, scream at the top of their lungs and Chad yes. and I were cracking up because Chad was like they are the same they've been since they were 20 this kid this guy's like Bruce and the, his buddy was Living. like dude he definitely heard you he definitely heard you that time Stop. that's like, amazing guys you're like 70 years old they were trash they were just like having the time of their life oh my, oh my god I was like Thank you for being next to me because like I'm living through you. <laughs> yes. It's best when it's those people that are just like living and like yeah. you Any... yeah, can kind of like live through them a little bit of like they are just seriously having a good time and not like the drunk people that are like being obnoxious, like yes. pushing people around. Yeah. Just like I think gross. when you go to like a Bruce Springsteen concert, you're getting an older population anyway. Yeah. So you kind of get the like you don't, you're not dealing with like drunk 20 year olds, you know? Right. So right. it's a little bit easier in that realm, but it was so nice. And I feel like yeah. Chad and I never spend time together. So it was like nice to just, he, yes. he was stuck with me. He had no choice. <laughs> a well-deserved um, little date night. Little date Mom night. And dad's night out. Yep. You know what? I am, I'm realizing since you're being so sweet that I am the biggest wench in the world. My rose is that Mark and I picked out our wedding bands this week. Like I'm oh. such a bitch. <laughs> well you're like in wedding world i feel like you're, it's just overwhelming yeah i'm drowning that's really exciting are they gorgeous gorgeous is um is mark's a bling thing is it just diamonds all around yeah his is just all <laughs> diamonds it takes up his entire face. he actually just got a crown <laughs> yeah yeah he decided to go for something a little more unique a little more him if you know him he's very glamorous so very glam very in your face <laughs> very loud and obnoxious loves attention <laughs> no he got like a pretty simple um but also kind of unique like it has like um it's like a white gold one that has like the brushed finish around the center oh, like the matte one and then yeah. it's like shiny on the edges nice and what did you get i got basically an exact match of my engagement ring band okay um which is just like i think it's called the like pave style Ooh. and it's like halfway around with like the little teeny diamonds cute yeah so i cute did a halfway sparkly. too with both of my yeah my bands I feel, I feel like, like just the whole way around is like uncomfortable for my it's, finger. Yeah, it's not comfortable and like it doesn't feel like conducive to regular life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is really pretty yeah. though. So if you have one, I mean. I mean, well, yeah. All the more to you. You got more diamonds than me. <laughs> but I would like definitely never wear it to work if yeah. I did it's have funny. it all I never around. wear my engagement ring ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Unless it's like a big event, like a wedding. Yeah. Well, your band is so pretty by itself, too. I do. I really like my band. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's showing she me. Did. I'm excited for you. That's so funny. Your wedding's right around the freaking corner. Yeah, that's why I was just saying, like, I already spent hundreds of dollars today because I'm at the point of wedding planning where the only tasks left to do are to, like, buy a bunch of shit. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know. You know, but it's fine. I mean, whatever. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're in it. I just went to Target and I bought a bunch of stuff for our bathroom baskets, which – it's nice to give people, but it's just a bunch of baloney. Like, honestly, yeah. put on deodorant before you get to the wedding. Why do you need <laughs> me buying some more? I know. And then I'm like, I'm that nuts person that like, I can only wear certain deodorants because like my armpits get like inflamed yeah. or like, I won't be using like cheap hairspray because I'm like toxic. And so right. I, I like, yeah, I feel like those right. things are so just like obnoxious because it's yeah. like- and it's like I wasn't about to go buy all the natural products and no, spend $1 million on right. the bathroom baskets. But mm -hmm. yeah. But I also mm -hmm. bought a like a trifold poster board for like a school project and mm -hmm. sticky notes because wow. I it is time to get down to business. There are there. 43 days left. Ooh. And I have like for those listening on you or watching on YouTube and if you're yes. not and you want to see our lovely faces and be able to like look along with us, Ooh. subscribe. Subscribe. Please. I just have oh, – you can't really actually see it at all. Like lists. You can't see it at all. I lists and lists and oh lists God. that are not really organized at all on my That's iPad. Awesome now. Good for you. So, no, I'm going to organize it all with like sticky notes, like color-coded sticky notes. And then when you're done, you just take the sticky note off and it's going to be so satisfying. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Cracking down. And then I can just – when Mark is like – well, I just don't know what to help with. Look at the board. Look at the board. Pick a sticky note. Look at the board and grab a sticky. You know what you should do is color code them for like your to-do or yellow and his or blue or something. And so it's like, hmm, there's more blue on the board, boy. Yeah, get it together. Oh, my God. Also, <laughs> he – so yesterday I was driving him to um, his friend's house to drop him off for his bachelor party. Like his mom being like, hey, <laughs> make good choices. Um, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and mostly because I want to use his car this weekend and mm -hmm. um, mine is still like we still haven't gone car shopping because when and where? Who, who knows? No. Um, and we were dropping him off at his friend's house who had just RSVP'd and it. So on the way there, I was like, oh, Mark, you know, he RSVP because I got the email from Zola and he's like, oh, did we give him a plus one? And I was like, no, like, is he dating someone? And he was like. Yeah, he lives with his girlfriend. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? Like how many times did we look yeah. at this list? How many times did we yeah. review it? And we're dropping him off to the house with the girlfriend. She oh, comes outside okay. and I was like, I'm really sorry. By the way, you're invited to our wedding fully. Like I'm not – I shouldn't shit on him because it's his bachelor party. But like blame him. You're invited. No, that's such a guy thing. Such a How awkward. Thing. Yeah. Luckily, I think un like girls understand that. So she probably was like, totally. oh, men are just idiots. They are. They are. Um, Yay. Well, that's good that you're getting yeah. going with that. Yeah. Getting going. Um, uh, Should we talk about our thorns? Do you want me to go first? Because I feel like your thorn we might kind of get into. Yeah, my thorn's a little bit of a doozy. So why don't, why don't mm. you do yours first? Okay. My thorn is that Oscar and Lincoln went to the vet yesterday and it's always like this big thing and Chad always has to bring them because I get panic attacks because oh. they hate the vet and it's just like, oh my God. 
So anyways, he brought them yesterday. And, Is everything okay or just like well, I'm, regular? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. And so it was for a checkup and um, Chad was like, oh, I hate these things. Like they always just charge us a ton of money and they never do anything. Can we just not go? And I'm like, oh, no, God. we need to go. Like whatever. So they go and he was gone for like an hour. Like I'm waiting for him because we're going to the concert, whatever. And then he comes back and I was like, that was so long. And he was like, yeah, I know. Um, Lincoln's good, but something's going on with Oscar. And so I guess the doctor found he has like a weird heart um, murmur or something. What? I don't know. Like the, when he was like checking him on the little stethoscope, it's like bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And so they were like checking him a little bit more in the office. And so long story, we have to go back on Monday and he has to stay there all day so he could get like checked out because they no. think like they were like, yeah, he could pass out. He could just go into cardiac arrest. Like we have no idea what's going on. So I'm really sad about that and have like, you're PTSD. like, yeah, we should totally wait till Monday. Like, I know, I know. But anything with dogs is like hard because we had to put our dog down the day before we got married and it was like the worst thing in the world. And so when it comes to like things with dogs, I get super scared about it. And so that's really scary. And it's just like hard not knowing. And then it was literally a $900 visit (laughs) yesterday. And then we had to go back Monday. I'm like, it should be like illegal because of course we're going to pay. I would pay whatever they charge me because I love them so much. But it's like, they should not be charging you that much money. Like they were there an hour, you know? But anyways, so that's been kind of eating away at me a little bit. That's so awful. I'm so sorry. Poor little chunky Oscar. (laughs) I know. Oscar, the grouch. So funny too, because when they were puppies, they were, Lincoln was always way bigger. He was like, there was a 15 pound difference. Like Lincoln was always like 80 and Oscar's always 65 or whatever. (laughs) Chad's like, yeah, they're, they're big boys now. And I was like, what do you mean? Lincoln's 89 and Oscar's 82. <laughs> so he's closed a 15 pound uh, eat like yes. weight gap by so much. Yes. He doesn't even eat a lot. I don't know what the hell like chat, I was like, can you ask if his thyroid's okay? <laughs> like I don't right. know what's going on. He also he's has Hashimoto's. So mm. I'll let you guys know what happens, but hopefully yeah, he's okay. And we can just like get him on medicine if it's something. I know. We'll be thinking about him. I know. Well, Chunky Bog. It's hard with dogs. Like, they're part of the family, you know? They're like our children. Yeah. It's hard because they, like, can't tell us, like, yeah. Do you feel okay? Like, are you okay? Am I overreacting? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Give him some extra squishes. Of course. Of course. And it's always like when they get a little bit older and are more adapting into your family and just like easier in general when they yeah. hit a certain age, that's when their like health starts to decline and it's yes. always sucks. Right. So great. I'm like, as a puppy, you literally tried to bite everyone and like hated everyone other than me and Chad. And right. now he's like so good. And he like rides him like a pony and oh. he's just like a good boy. And I'm like, of course. That's what he I'm loves like his sister. Dad. He does. He's so tolerant with her. I'm like, Better watch out. Lincoln's like, get away from me. But yeah, right. Oscar's like, whatever. <laughs> that's my girl. It's like, you want a hug? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. That's so cute. So, yeah, he's a good boy. Ugh. Anyways, so what's going on with Sorry. you? Ugh, like the most. The most. Um, okay, so I'm going to trigger warning up front mm. because it's a touchy subject. Um like sexual assault things. So if you're not in the headspace, just fast forward or we'll see you next week. Um, So 
I feel like I went back and forth on like whether or not I wanted to share on the podcast or if I was like feeling up for it or, you know, whatever. But I also just feel like half the reason why we started this podcast was to like be that refreshing, refreshingly like honest and open space and like a safe space and, you know, especially for um, people that like might not have close friends that they can like talk to about this stuff. So like maybe they can feel more seen or feel empowered that like it's good to open up and like share this stuff with your friends and your family or whoever you feel safe with. And like it's not anything to be ashamed of because I feel like for the longest time and like still to this day, I feel a lot of shame and like I try not to like share any of it but anywho this is even the first i'm hearing of anything yeah so i shared a little bit about it on my old podcast last year when i started working with my therapist on some of this stuff like i definitely have a lot of sexual trauma in my past um and i whether it's myself or like the way that my brain is hardwired like i push things down and like will fully like black things out of my memory mm-hmm. um but <laughs> yeah it's really it's like crazy what the mind does to protect yourself of like oh my God. things and then it's you a dig great it up and tool. you're like did that really happen <laughs> yeah yeah it's an amazing tool our brains are so smart um but anyways so i don't know like where to start well i guess let's start with um actually what happened this week that like why i'm bringing it up so it, it sounds very dumb but it's like not dumb because it's just your like bodies respond to things and your bodies especially when you push things down and you don't your body keeps the score i'm actually gonna start that book because mm, a lot yeah i feel like i need it um but your body holds on to a lot of things that like you might not even realize um but so i was watching this reality tv show um that just like came out with a newer episode um and i didn't like really know what was happening in it but basically in the show um one of the girls is like this close to being sexually assaulted like one of her other um it's like a show that's like all about these people that like work together and um luckily the producers were there to really protect her and they like stopped it from happening dragged the guy out of her room and like really protected her and then like the next day he was immediately fired and her team members were just like so supportive and like the um like cook like cooked all this comfort food and like it was just so sweet Mm -hmm. and like while i was watching and i was getting really emotional and like my stomach was turning a little bit but i was just like that's a natural response to like seeing something like that almost happen and also like basically the same exact thing happened to me but like no one was there to protect me and stop it from happening so anyways i left to take poe for a walk right after and i feel like i was just like thinking about it and processing like 
the emotions that I had been feeling and I just like went into a full-blown panic attack and just was like bawling my eyes out like trying to catch my breath and then like spiraling because I was like mad at myself for like still having all these emotions that I didn't realize I was still like holding on to from all of that because like I worked on it for a while with my therapist last year and like not that I thought it was like we're good now like that is like check mark fixed mm-hmm. like that's not how that stuff works but so hard um anyways I was like really proud of myself because in that moment I was just gonna like cry it out and just be like okay that's fine you're good and like move on because that is like what I do I don't really like talk to people about things like especially like big stuff like this um and especially the like specific scenario um like literally didn't talk to a single person about it until i talked to my therapist about it last year which was like it happened when you were really younger or older um it was in college okay um so like 10 years later you know bringing it up for like the first few times but And my mom always is like, you need to tell me when things are not okay too. Like you always are just like, I'm okay. It's good. She's like, I'm your mom. Like I'm here for when things are not okay too. So I called her, which is like, so not my MO. So I was really just like proud of myself for like reaching out for help. Um, And I felt so much better after talking to her. Like it was scary and I like still feel icky and like, not embarrassed but like some shame yeah. talking about it because it just feels so like gross and you know it's never okay but you think about well what if I wasn't drinking what if you know this what if that and yeah anyway so all of that happened this week and that kind of I think like Obviously, you brought me down a bit, but also made me feel, like, good and, like, where I'm at today. Like, okay, I feel comfortable enough to, like, ask for help. And, like, clearly I need to work through some of this stuff a little bit more. But, like, I have the tools for that. I have a therapist that I feel really comfortable with and I can, like, bring this stuff to. And, like, Mark is such a supportive partner. And he's like, I can only help you if you let me in, too. And, like, he's so helpful and like supportive when I do and all of that um but that all that to say just like I see you if like anything like that has ever happened to you and like yeah it's it can feel really shameful and like gross but like it's not and you're not and like it's not anybody's fault other than like the person that crossed that boundary um and I feel like you don't hear that enough and like we're a safe space for it so I love that you shared that sorry guys (laughs) it's honestly so hard things stories feelings past like this where it's like I do the same thing where it's like all right this is like eating away at me I'm gonna talk about it and like heal right so then you heal and you're like scab kind of like scabs over or your cut scabs over and then over time it like gets infected a little bit and you have to work on it again and it's like I don't want to keep doing this like it is so painful to have to talk about again and it's like you just want this to be over 
and it's not, and it's never going to be. And I think right. that that's, there's so much pain in that too. And it's so unfair in so many ways. And it's something you're going to have to live with. And it's part of your story for the rest of your life. Right. And I think that there's healing in going to your therapist and sharing this with people who can support you, but also there's, there's healing in sharing it with just the public and being open and being like, this is what happened to me. Um, because you're not alone in that. And I think yeah. that that's sad and powerful in a way, I guess, because other people have been through it in so many different degrees. Um, and it is, it's like, there's so much shame around things like that. And I think about situations that I've been in that I honestly haven't even processed that I'm like, for sure, that was not okay. You know, but it's like, it's so brave of you to bring it to the forefront and to talk about it because, why do we feel gross about these types of things? Like it is nothing on us, you know, it's like these humans that do things to us hold so much weight over us. I know. The only way to free it is to talk about it. Yeah. It's such like a mix of emotions and like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of why, like even like mid me saying all that stuff in my head, I'm like, why am I, why am I even doing this right now? Mm. Like, but I find some comfort, even though, like, it's hard to listen to. I definitely find comfort in, like, I feel like hearing other people's stories and, like, it can feel validating to hear that, like, someone else might have, like, gone through something similar or even if it's not, like, a full-blown, like, rapey situation, Mm -hmm. there can – it is, like, a a spectrum almost. And I think that that's the most confusing part, especially for me and like especially when I was going through high school and like hooking up with guys and I always think it was like me, but it's like no, I was taken advantage of. Like I was blackout yes. drunk in a bed and you were putting your hands down my pants. Like Right, like you were not cons- I wasn't, I, and you yeah. weren't okay enough to consent. Yeah. yeah. And it's like <laughs> it's just I don't but know. But also because we, we don't talk about those things then we carry that for our whole lives being like, well, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was flirting or yes, I drank too much. And yeah. like, or I, even if you respond in a certain way, when it happens, like you're not like pushing the person away or like screaming at the top of your lungs. No, but your body is like not into it. Like that's yes. saying no, you know, there's like, <laughs> yeah, just not black and white. And like you said, it's, like maybe you didn't get raped, but you might have been like touched in a way that was not comfortable. And like that's still sexual assault. So, like it is still against your will. Yeah. And I think it's just so confusing sometimes because it's not just like clear cut. And it's also I think that there's there can be a lot of like fear. I mean, there is like instilled into women, you know, growing up being like you need to be nice and respectful and very palatable but then there's also a lot of fear about men and what they can do and like their power over us. So also sometimes a survival instinct is to just take it and then it'll be over, you know, rather than like fight back because who knows what will happen. Like, so yeah, like you were saying, like sometimes it's after the fact and you're like, I didn't want that at all, Mm -hmm. but I also remember um, I dated this guy for a super short amount of time um, in my early 20s right after I'd got out of like a really toxic situation. And I will never forget. It's the smallest thing. But it's exactly what you were just saying with 
your body is not responding. Like if you're stiff as a board, scared, like, I'm sorry, a human being should be able to like pick up on that. And like, there was a time we like hadn't had sex yet. And we were just like kind of casually dating, taking it slow. And we were like starting to hook up. And like, it's not that I was 100% like, no, I don't want to. But I think I just like wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember he stopped and was like, I can tell that like you have a little bit of a wall up and you don't feel comfortable. So like, why don't we just, let's not, let's like put on a movie and I will never forget it because why is that such a big deal? Like how low are the standards? But like, it really was such a different experience than I had had with so many other people. And it's like, I think back to like the kids that I would date and I don't even remember literally any guy being like that, which is crazy to me. It's like you let them in an inch and they're like, Perfect. I'm gonna You're like, open the door you wide open. Him. Yeah. Yeah. You looked yeah, at me, you smiled like at me. So, yep. And I feel like we just have to teach our boys to do better. Like, yeah. the messages to them are wrong. The messages to girls are wrong. And it's like, it starts from such an early age. And it's such a systemic problem. Yeah. It really is. And it's, yeah, it's like passed down generation to generation. And I think there's also, the whole messaging that we get about like being deflowered and like Mm -hmm. losing your virginity and like them having the power to like take something from you too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like that's something I have to like tell myself like, yes, this will always be a part of my story and um, all of that. But like just because someone crossed a line and like, someone else made a really disgusting choice like it doesn't mean like what did he take from me like a little bit of a feeling of security for sure um but like in terms of like what did you take from me you know like Mm -hmm. trying to not give that power Mm -hmm. to them because like yeah you didn't i think it's flipping the script of like it's always going to be part of your journey. And I remember thinking about this when I had a miscarriage because I just wanted it to never have happened. I wanted to not even know that I had it. Like, and I remember telling a friend of mine and they were like, it's always going to be part of your story. It's what you do with it. That's going to impact you. And it was like, you can keep the secret and pretend like it never happened and put it really deep down and probably deal with it the rest of your life coming up in like chronic disease and ways that your body is like something's hurting still, something's hurting, you're not processing. Yeah. Or you could flip the script and be like, yep, this happened. And like, I'm the owner of it. Like I decide how I heal from it because I am healing from it and it's not going to eat away at me. Right. And I think that there's so much power in just knowing like you can control the narrative. Like it's your story you know? Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, that doesn't mean every day is going to be like peachy and hunky dory, but like, like, who am I? My mother. Um, (laughs) but like, it doesn't mean that like, you're not going to have an amazing life and like, you're going to get through it and like, you're going to be happy and all that. And like, it's a really painful process, but I feel like you can learn so much about yourself and how you, react to situations and all of that by like digging into it mm-hmm. you know in a safe space and like with people that you're comfortable with and stuff but like i feel like i recognize now some of my like 
fears. Like I have, I'm afraid of the dark. I absolutely fucking hate, hate, hate sleeping in this house or anywhere, like apartment or whatever, without Mark. And like, that's a pretty normal fear. But like realizing like that happening to me and then literally less than a year later, I never like really put this together. Less than a year later, I was living in Boston, my first apartment with um, a roommate at the time. And she had like gone out and I stayed in and she came home like wasted with this rando. Um, And in the middle of the night, he crawled into my bed. And yeah, and I froze. So that's great to know that that is my response. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, then eventually like freaked out, kicked him. But like in my head, as I like felt someone getting into my bed, I was like, well, this is this is when it happens to me. Like, here we go. And he just was blackout drunk and like got into the wrong room and like thank god wasn't there to doing any like doing anything nefarious but like i think the one like body my body holding that trauma of that just happening a year before like that's another like re-traumatic thing and then like the knowing like oh this can happen again yeah like and like I'm still holding on to that too, you know? And like yeah. it sucks, but it's like, okay, at least like you said, like I know it and I can own it and I'm proud of myself for like handling it differently than like I might have in the past and I'm going to choose to look at it like that rather than like getting sucked down a rabbit hole of like oh, I'm still holding all these emotions. I'm like that's so horrible and like I'm broken and like that's just not the case. Yeah. And there might be a day that you just have to feel that way too. You know, it's like I feel like I made it sound a lot easier than it is. Like there are days that like I just need to be broken. You know, I need to sit there and I need to cry and I need to feel bad for myself and like pity myself. Yeah. And that's okay too. Like you got to feel the feels. You have to. Um, It's just not – every. it's like not black and white. You know, it's like the same thing. You might find a great therapist or whatever, but it's like – it's going to take work, anything, right. anything that you're dealing with in life. It's like you just have to keep working on, but it's worth it. It's yes. like so much worth, more worth it to go through the hard times um, than to live with something eating your soul. Yeah. And I honestly thought of you when I was talking to my mom um, during our conversation with Julie about how you were saying like, like these are the struggles that like my soul was like chosen to – go through and like these are the lessons that my soul was like chosen to have to learn in this lifetime and it's because it's something that I can handle Mm -hmm. and it just is like a part of life is like feeling the spectrum of emotions it's not about being just like neutral the whole time yep yeah no it's so true and it's it's funny you mentioned that too because so like totally just like putting it out there so when I had a call with Julie our call was amazing and she had such good insight, but it was basically like your ancestors are telling you like you're doing such a good job, like keep doing what you're doing. And I remember feeling in the call like so upset of like, no, like I'm so sick of like having to figure everything out on my own. Like I right. want Tell me. advice. Like I don't have someone in my life. Like, I mean, I have 
great friends and I do have great family that like support me, but I've never been like directed in a certain way, you know, like I've never been like told like, do this, this will help you, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I've never, and I've always been like figuring it out on my own. And then to get the same feedback from like the other world, I was like, I literally felt so bad for myself all day. I was like Aww. in and out crying because I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I can't have help in the world. I can't have help outside right. the world. And it's like, that at the end of the day, I came to that conclusion of like, you know what? It's because I can handle this type of thing. Like my journey was meant to have hard tasks because I can handle them and like learn from them and grow from them. And that's my lesson in life is to overcome all these obstacles. And it's just the perception that you see them as, Yeah. Um, but it is, it's like, I'm not going to be completely honest with you because that was like a shitty feeling for a while too. But again, it's just the way that you see it and the way that you, go about your own your own obstacle I guess yeah yeah and it's true like life is all about perspective yeah so but it I mean it is you do need to have those days where like and trust me I cried it out so hard my eyes were so puffy Mm -hmm. and then I laid on the couch I was like I am not doing anything else today Snuggled up on the couch. Mark and I ordered ice cream. Oh, what a guy. I'm like, that's what you got to do sometimes. It is. But. Goodness. Well, I'm thankful that you shared your story because I know you're not alone in it whatsoever. I appreciate you holding the space for it. Mm. It's not easy, always. but. Always. It's always like the hardest conversations that make the most impact. And I would hate for someone to like, I feel like it's really easy to look at really like anyone's life on Instagram or whatever. Like we do, I feel like we do a good job on here talking about like, oh my God, I'm chronically tired. I have anxiety. Like, what am I doing with my life? But at the same time, it's really easy to look and be like, look at these two happy girls. I have a podcast. She has the cutest baby and like family. She lives in a wonderful beach town or like talking about getting married and all this stuff. So it's easy to be like, oh my God, they have everything going for them. Everything is just great. And like, no, we're all, we're all going through what we're going through. So. Ain't that the truth. Yeah. But. All right. Well, on that note. I'm not going to (laughs) apologize, but sorry for the heaviness. (laughs) Love you dearly. We're here for it. All right. Well, (sighs) we will catch you guys later. And if you like to chat about anything you've gone through we are here for you and we love you yeah we're an open book always awesome all right we'll see you guys next week Bye. bye